Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Jonathan All. On January 1st, St. Louis resident Andy McGee embarked on an unusual National Park Service adventure with a goal to visit all 418 sites around the country within the course of this year. He's now five months into that journey, and he's back in St. Louis this week for a pit stop. He joins me now in the studio for an update on his travels. Andy, thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Nice to be here. So how's it going? It's going really well. Well, I mean, that's all I can say, really. How many, how many do you have done so far? Uh, as of today, I am at uh, 189 parks. And the government shutdown slowed you down a little bit. It sure did. Uh, the government shutdown started before my trip began and uh, lasted for about uh, the first three weeks or so of my trip. So I encountered a lot of closed parks and a lot of barricaded entryways and things like that. So that definitely slowed things down for um, the first month. However, uh, since then, I have been able to go back through and pick up almost all of the parks that I missed the first time around. So are you on pace to be able to do this by the end of the I year? am on pace to do it. <laughs> uh, uh, barring any unforeseen catastrophic events like another government shutdown, um, I, I anticipate being able to do this by the end of the year. Has some of the extreme weather that we've had uh, this year around the country, has that slowed you down at all or made the experiences different? It has, yes, both. Uh, uh, they're not in a, a terrible way, but there are uh, a few parks, especially out in um, uh, California, uh, uh, Nevada, or, uh, Utah, that um, uh, were still are still snowed in that are not open for the season when they should have opened two months ago. Um, and even though I've been through most of that area already, I still need to go back and pick up a couple of loose ends that uh, I wasn't able to see when I was in that area. I guess the, the big question that a lot of people will have is why. I mean, it sounds like a lot of fun, but it sounds like a, like a heck of a lot of work. And and uh, why are you doing this? I'm doing it for me. It, it, it's kind of a wild hair, um, just a, a bit of an adventure, a break from regular life for a year. And um, uh, I've always been very passionate about the national parks, uh, kind of a hobby in that I spend a lot of my vacation time traveling to parks, camping and hiking. And uh, seeing the sites. I like to take a lot of photographs um, and things like that. So uh, just sort of got a wild hair to um, to do something a little more different, a little more adventurous. And it's a test, you know, it's a test of logistics. It's a test of um, uh, your sort of self-fortitude and figuring out if you can, you know, be alone for a year on the road and, and drive all those miles and see all those places. And, you know, in addition to all the parks, I'll also be covering uh, all 50 states, District of Columbia, and four U.S. territories. I was going to ask about that because I was looking at the map and the, the national parks in Guam and American Samoa, mm -hmm. that's got to be a little bit of a challenge to fit that in in a timely A challenge and, um, uh, and expensive too because just getting to those places uh, costs a lot of money. But Have um, you been to either of those yet? Not yet. Okay. Uh, the, the Pacific section of my trip, which will include Guam, American Samoa, and four of the Hawaiian islands will come in December. <laughs> well, at least your timing is good. Well, for the I planned it that way, right? <laughs> I mean, the <laughs> when it's um, uh, I started, of course, in the first of the year of my trip, and I started in southern Florida where it was warm, and I stuck to the southern states during the winter. And um, now that the weather's nicer, I'm moving up in latitudes up up the the continental U.S. And when I leave St. Louis. Uh, 
this week I'll I'll head back towards the northwest on my way to Alaska, which will be this summer. I'll spend four weeks in Alaska hitting all the parks there. I think there's a perception that a lot of people have when they hear national parks. They think Yosemite, mm-hmm. they think Grand Canyon, they think about these huge expanses of land when really many of the parks are relatively small. Sometimes it's a museum That's or a right. house or something. That's right. Um, so how do you describe the diversity and breadth of what is all called national parks, even though they can be so very different? The National Park Service administers, right now it's 419 sites. We had added a new one since I started my trip. 419 sites, and um, they cover... In, in shorthand terms, it's basically the the history of the United States. And that also includes, um, you know, our sort of great landscape parks like uh, Grand Canyon and Yosemite and Yellowstone and places like that, which are really not that many. There's, there's uh, 61, the sort of the big national parks. Um, and then everything else is uh, smaller. We have national monuments, we have national memorials, um, a lot of national historical parks. That would include a lot of the sort of Civil War battlefields and um, uh, military parks, um, a lot of presidential history, um, things like that. Uh, along the East Coast, there's uh, and in Florida, uh, South Carolina, there's a lot of um, uh, old uh, fortification sites um, that go back to, you know, uh, Spanish-American War and all those type of things. So being able to stop at all of these different places um, gives you an incredibly informed sense of this country as a whole. And I found it to be like the greatest history lesson you could possibly imagine. Every day I'm out at the parks is like a college course in history, in geology, in botany, in wildlife studies. I mean, everything that you can imagine. Um, every day you're just absorbing all this incredible information, all this incredible diversity about our country, both in place and also in history and time, the people that were important. Um, and it's just, it's tremendous to, to be able to have that opportunity to kind of capture all that in one big moment. Are you coming to some kind of understanding of a greater truth about <laughs> America? I, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm asking the big question here. Are you coming to some kind of sense of a greater truth or understanding of who we are as a country, as a people, as a society by visiting these national parks? Well, you'll have to ask me again when I'm done, but... Um, <laughs> well, can I get the status? But, but yeah, but yes. I mean, the answer is yes. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I sort of equate it to like a... It's like a 419-piece jigsaw puzzle, and every park stop is another piece in the puzzle, and the greater image becomes more and more revealed uh, with every stop. And, um, you know, yes, you start to get this incredible sense of, of, of the country as a whole. Um, it's it's a little difficult to put into precise words right now, and I'm sure after I'm done and I have a little time to distill the whole experience, um, I'll be able to do that. But because um, I'm kind of in the middle of it right now, you know, it's I waffle, I vacillate between this sort of uh, pragmatic, um, uh, you know, uh, let's execute the trip, you know, what's the next step kind of uh, uh, mentality, and 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 sort of also keeping that thirty thousand foot view. How do you, uh, what counts as having visited a park? What do you have to do to 
say I've been here and I've so done that? For me, for this particular trip, the two parameters I set for myself were um, A, to, to actually be able to get access to the park. Um, and that might be a short visit. It might be a couple of days or more. Um, and B, to get my National Park Passport stamp, mm. uh, which is a way of um, sort of uh, uh, solidifying or proving that you were there on that date um, and that you did uh, see the park. So those are the two things that I, that I do uh, at each place. Um, for, for people who live in the St. Louis area, um, probably the, the two closest national parks would be the Gateway Arch mm-hmm. and the uh, Grant, Ulysses S. Grant House. Yes. Mm-hmm. Are those good starter things to try to get your feet wet in Absolutely. visiting national parks? Absolutely. You know, um, uh, of course they are. And, and, and both of those places, uh, are, they're very, very different. Um, but they are also kindred in a way because they're very sort of region-specific and local to St. Louis. So you learn a little bit about St. Louis, um, but you also learn about the bigger country as a whole, visiting both of those sites in different ways. Um, you know, visiting uh, uh, the Grant site, um, you know, I visited Grant's site um, earlier this year uh in in a in a like a two week period where i managed to hit several sort of uh historic american sites different different americans and uh my takeaway from that was that those particular people were so valuable to the history of this country and so important in shaping the direction of the country that if you removed any one of those people from our our national lineage that you wouldn't recognize the country today. And uh, I think that's interesting. But, um, but yeah, every, you know, we're blessed to have two parks right here in the city, but every state, uh, including the District of Columbia, has at least one national park unit site. And um, I, looking at the map, you can see they're spread all over the country. And I, I, would, I would estimate that nobody in the country is, is more than a four hour drive away from their nearest park. I, I haven't been to the Grant site yet, but I did notice looking at their website, they speak with a fair amount of candor about some of the less flattering parts of American history that are reflected in in that house and in mm-hmm. that park. Um, I, I'm wondering what your experience has been like in a greater perspective, considering we seem to have this battle between trying to acknowledge American exceptionalism, but also be realistic with the parts yeah. of our history that are not something that we're necessarily proud of. You're absolutely right. And that is something that I've noticed. Um, <clears throat> and mostly in some of the newer parks, um, it seems like there is a current trend to be as real and frank and honest about the history of those places or, or whatever is being honored in those places. And I find that very refreshing. So um, uh, especially in some of the, uh, the, the newer civil rights uh, parks, uh, that talk about a very difficult history. Um, some of the Japanese internment camp parks like uh, Manzanar National Historic Site in California, uh, you know, it's, it, it's, it, it, those places are sort of painful enough on their own, but then to have a, a sort of very vivid recollection of that history in an honest way. One of the toughest places I've been to was um, the uh, Sand Creek Massacre um, uh, National Memorial, which is in Colorado. And it's a fairly new park, and it barely has anything established there. But um, it was such a, 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 
a brutal and disturbing episode in our history. And the exhibits at the park are extraordinarily candid and frank in a way that I think is um, very beneficial to, to people who want to come and understand what happened there. Here's the unfair question. Do you have a favorite park or a favorite place <laughs> so far that you visited, something that really stands out to you? I had a, a, I Before this trip, I've been to lots of the sites before, especially a lot of the bigger parks, so I sort of had my own favorites. But one of the ones I, that I visited on this trip for the first time was um, uh, Death Valley National Park, which I'd, I've been wanting to go to for years but never made it out there. And I had such a wonderful experience there. I camped there for three nights, and it was in the winter, so it was a little chilly, not hot. But it was, um, I was just blown away by the scale, the, the, the beauty, the sort of, um, the beauty in desolation, you know. It's an incredible place, and uh, being able to get out and explore as much of that park as I could in three days was a real blessing. And I, I'm actually really itching to go back there. What about the people that you meet when you when you're on these? Uh, is it, I mean, fellow travelers, people who work at these? Do you, what kind of people have you met during on your travels? All kinds. I mean, every everything you can imagine. Everything from you know uh, uh, tourists from Asia and uh, uh, Japan to uh, and and Europe uh, to. Uh, you know, families who are on a family vacation. I like to talk to park rangers when I can uh, and, and learn their stories and what drives them. Um, I run into, especially at some of the smaller, lesser known parks, I run into a lot of people who I would call like, um, 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 you know, park fanatics, kind of like mm -hmm. me, you know, that are sort of on a mission to visit as many places as they can or or, or have a few real favorites that they like to come back to over and over and things like that. So there's all kinds of people. I, have you, I, in my experience with national parks, I wish I'd known about the Junior Ranger program <laughs> earlier. Uh, a, a thing that they have at just about every national park, activities for kids and they get yep. a little Junior Ranger thing. Yep. Uh, do you find a lot of people are, uh, collect and explore that? I see a lot of kids uh, doing the Junior Ranger program and it's so heartwarming. Um, because they're so into it they're so enthusiastic and every now and then you know when i'm at a visitor center you'll you might catch a junior ranger swearing in ceremony where they raise their hand mm -hmm. and some park ranger is giving them the oath and i gotta tell you i get choked up every time because it it just it it gives me so much pride and um, optimism for the future i mean these are young people who are going to grow up understanding the value of our national park system and they're going to grow up to appreciate it and take care of it and be the stewards that that we all need to be uh, in the future going forward um since you're only part way through can you give us a commitment you'll come back and tell tell us about the the, the project when you're done i'd love to <laughs> absolutely love to uh thanks very much to andy mcgee local artist and owner of uh Chochi's Picture Chochi's Mart, Picture Mart in, right. in Kirkwood. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today, Andy. Uh, great to talk with you. Best of luck on the rest of your travels. Thank you so much. Great to talk to you, too. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU.